Ah, hi friends, I missed you. <laughs> you may have heard it said that we are made for the good, the true, and the beautiful. Those are the deepest yearnings of our heart. But do you ever feel like you're actually missing the beautiful in front of you? I feel like when we actually take the time to look, we can finally see it. Ah, the beautiful, am I right? Let's talk about it. Okay, I think I even like came up with this theme as something I wanted to talk about because it was a few days ago, I was driving to Mass, the store. Oh my gosh, wait, wait, wait. So I was, get this. This sounds, I think it's super interesting. I'm just going to keep talking. I um, was going to go move a load of laundry from the laundromat after just dropping off groceries at the house that I had gotten in between loads. And so I was going to go move another load and then come back to sort the groceries. I had this whole like scheme worked out and I was still going to be able to make daily mass on time. It was just like every, everything was lining up. And so I'm, (laughs) I'm pulling out of my spot in front of my apartment and I literally out loud said, wow, look at me. I'm making great time. (laughs) And as I pull out of my spot, I get behind a FedEx truck who has to stop in the middle of the road because on both sides of the street, our car is parked. So the only place the FedEx truck can stop in front of the house that it needs to is in the middle of the street. So then I have to wait there for five minutes. And then it moves forward about five feet and then has to stop again. So I have to stop again. And there was something so, I feel like God was just laughing at me. And I was laughing at myself because I usually am not making great time. And if I am, like, it's not like I usually say anything about it. But because I said something about it, I got held up. And I remember sitting there and being like, okay, there's some purpose in this. Somebody show me. And I felt like crickets, like the cricket noises were going off. So I was like, okay, well, who has any idea? And just sort of like blinked and sat there and like laughed and was like, there's something so beautiful about waiting. There's actually something so beautiful about not being in control of time. And there's actually something so beautiful about being able to laugh at myself. So y'all, I don't know if I'm going to be making great time with this podcast or not, but There's more beauty somewhere. And that's what I want to seek and explore this episode. Beauty is in the older woman walking with a walker down the streets of Scranton, hearing our band playing and walking over to come listen. So I'm in a little band. Woot woot. Shout out the Matchlighters. And we had a little gig at one of our favorite coffee shops outside in the city of Scranton and most of the people who came were just friends of ours who got to listen and there were a few people that walked by at different points but near the end of the night there was one older woman who was walking very slowly with a walker and heard us and actually walked over to us to listen to a song or two 
Um, she smiled at a few points and then quietly left, so we never got a chance to talk to her. But beauty was seeing her so drawn to the joy of the Lord from music. Breathtaking beauty is the sight of a dozen foster kids shopping through produce from the food pantry during a nutrition intervention. So one of the big projects I've been able to do for my internship is bring produce from the food pantry to a children's grief camp. So kids who have been through some form of trauma get to go to this camp and hang out with farm animals and do so many fun things. And one of the fun things actually gets to be doing a cooking demo with us. So we talk to them about produce and fruits and vegetables and how they're good for you. And then we get to make some foods that include some fruits and then they get to make those foods. And then they get to have their own little like farmer's market and shop through the food and so the beauty is being able to see all these kids find so much joy in shopping and sort of have no sense of like how much is too much so grabbing there's one kid who grabbed I think like 12 stalks of corn because he just loves corn um it's going to be a big shock for uh, any of his parents when they find out he brought home this much corn and they're not sure how to make it but we just had so much we had the abundance and we wanted to give them the freedom to just choose but beauty was also in the selflessness of the kids. There was one kid who grabbed a large handful of onions and I remember walking over. I was like, oh, do you like onions? And he said no. And I was like, oh, um, does someone in your family like onions? And he shook his head yes. And I said, who likes onions? And he says, my grandma loves cooking with onions, so I got them for her. Wow, that's beauty. There was another kid who walked by so simply And spoke to the director of the program and said, My grandma doesn't get paid till Friday, so this will be a big help. Wow. So simply, the fact that he was so aware. And yet the fact that he was just so effortlessly grateful. Kids are so beautiful and so cute. Beauty is also at the end of life. Beauty is a 99-year-old religious sister. As cute as kids are, oh, the elderly are just so cute. I got to spend some very special time with a community of religious sisters this past weekend. And I got to spend some time with even some of the retired sisters who are older and in a nursing home. And I got to speak to a 99-year-old sister who is telling me how the Lord is sanctifying her and really humbling her as she prepares for the very end of her life. And I can't tell you how beautiful it was to see her joy, to see her perseverance and to see her love of the Lord that even near the end it didn't feel like she was near the end it was almost like she was still at the beginning the fight in her the joy in her I had never seen such beauty I was captivated by it that's what beauty does it captures our attention and captivates our hearts that's exactly what Jesus does Jesus is actually the standard of beauty of what is good and true and beautiful so Jesus is the standard of what is beautiful and nothing quite compares to him but everything that is beautiful points back to his beauty I think one of the places I see this so clearly are in 
old, traditional, beautiful, golden, decked out churches. There's something so holy, so set apart, so divine, so angelic, so breathtaking about them that you can't help but reflect and see the beauty, the captivating beauty of God. Beauty is seeing a young Hispanic girl walk out of a limo in her huge quinceanera dress, being escorted by all her family into the church for mass. Beauty is in the way that the family was helping her. Beauty was in how adorned and decked out she was and how celebrated she was and how honored she was, especially even in the context of the mass to be honored as a gift from God himself. Beauty is in family. Beauty is being able to do a group FaceTime somehow with my brother and my two parents, even while I'm on a drive home. So I'm continuing to go through random areas of Pennsylvania that have no service. So they can't hear me half the time when I'm talking, which they might say they're thankful for. But beauty is all the mishaps that happen within that beauty is those intimate moments of family beauty is in those moments of intimacy and vulnerability beauty is in the brokenness i believe so truly that the most beautiful moments of people's lives are their most vulnerable and broken moments the moments where their hearts are just completely poured out I've heard it said before and I'll say it again. It is impossible not to love someone up close. What does that mean? When we see the deeper layers of someone, the raw and real yearnings of their heart, it's impossible not to love and sympathize with them. If you're being frustrated with someone, 99% of the time it's because we're not able to see their heart see how they're really feeling about to know that something's a really big deal a big place of brokenness on my heart is sometimes just getting very annoyed with people I have I'm super blessed with having a pretty high pain tolerance so a lot of little things really don't get to me And I'll be around people where a lot of little things really do get to them. And I immediately get frustrated because I'm like, why is this annoying you? It shouldn't be annoying you. As I'm the one over here being annoyed. But I'm not allowing myself to see it from their perspective. To validate their hurt. And to see the wounds that cause them to react in a certain way. Because when I've been able to learn of those wounds, they're just so beautiful. I look back on past Annie, I call her. Let's just say Annie in high school, who was a huge bully, who was hormonal and desiring all the popularity in the world, and so she would gain popularity by doing very stupid things, by saying very stupid things, by taking stupid pictures, by going farther than she wanted to, by trying to pretend she was something she wasn't. She was just broken. She was seeking approval. She was seeking attention. 
She just wanted to be wanted. And oh, my friends, she was just so beautiful. She didn't know it. Because she didn't know it, she was very broken. And I just look back at her and her brokenness. I look back in the moments after relapsing and in deep tears. I look back in the moments of being lied to by dear friends. I look back to all the heartbreaks and oh, she was so beautiful. She was so beautiful. As I was beginning to record this episode, the Lord reminded me of actually my most recent breakup. I was not expecting it to happen by any means. Um, The dear um, man at the time who I was dating, I sort of just brought up the idea that I am worthy of being pursued and I didn't feel pursued in the relationship. And it took me like a month to be able to convince myself of that and then be able to convince him of that. And I just wanted to be able to talk to him about that. And we both prayed with it and... By the time we got to talk about it, he essentially said, yeah, I don't think my mission aligns with us being together anymore. And I was taken back. I was like, what do you mean? I thought we were just going to fix this little problem. And yet the Lord had other plans. And I also just want to thank this man so much. He honored me so, so, so much. He literally told me that everything I was feeling was so valid that I'm so worthy of being pursued. And he felt like he couldn't even give that to me right now. I had a man love me so much that he let me go because he knew I deserved better. And it was so foreign to me, but such a grace from the Father that that night as that ended after I was broken up with and I was alone, I had never felt so free in my life. I knew heartbreak would come and there was months of healing that needed to take place after that. And I'm sure there's still some healing that the Lord will bring about from those memories. But I remember that night, I had actually never felt so beautiful. I had never felt so loved. I drove to an upper parking lot at my school that's actually right behind the softball field that can overlook the entire city of Scranton at night so you see all the city lights and I remember praying with a song from Tangled so Tangled the movie of Rapunzel please see it it's super good there's one scene where Rapunzel finally makes it out of her tower and the song she sings has these lyrics just smell the grass the dirt just like I dreamed they'd be. Just feel that summer breeze, the way it's calling me. For like the first time ever, I'm completely free. And so I pulled up the karaoke track of that song and I blared it from my car and I stepped outside and at probably 11 p.m. on a random night, (laughs) I spun around in an empty parking lot overlooking the entire city and belted the crap out of that song and it was probably a little messy but I think that was the most beautiful part I had never felt so beautiful and free 
I think I was in like a long skirt and I was like spinning around and I felt like a princess. I felt so free because nothing was holding me back. The truest form of beauty is absolute freedom. And in that moment, I experienced a large grace of the Lord's freedom. There was so much beauty that continued as I allowed myself to be very broken and cry for probably the next few weeks um, at different occasions. And there was a lot of beauty in being able to invite other people in that and to be able to even testify to how much I need to trust the Lord in this. And And so many graces came out of that. But I remember that moment of dancing and spinning in the dark and just belting out a song that I love and declaring freedom over my life in the name of Jesus Christ. And I feel like all the Father was saying was, you're so beautiful. I feel like the Father looks at us the same way an actual dad would look at his daughter as she gets ready for prom and she comes down the first time in her dress and it's sort of the big reveal and dad realizes oh she's now a grown-up and she's a grown woman she's just so beautiful and I feel like that's how the Lord's been seeing me lately I still have a long way to go a long way to go another image I've been praying with is a pickle um I feel like two years ago um, in this stage of my life I was just a cucumber I hadn't even like gone and like whatever the juice is yet that you use to make pickles you know what I'm talking about um and now I feel like um I actually am a pickle in that jar. I haven't been cut yet. I'm still not ready to eat, but I've been soaking in that juice a long while that you could now consider me a pickle. Growth is beautiful, and I've grown so much, and I'm so thankful to the Lord for that. Beauty is in the growth. Beauty is in the freedom. Beauty is in the vulnerability. Beauty is in every human heart. If the Father is beauty and we are made in the image and likeness of the Father, then we are beauty. We are beautiful, period. We are beautiful, period. And it's this beauty that invites us to participate in the source of all beauty. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The beauty that we experience in this life points us the beauty of God. When you see a sunset over the water on a perfect summer day, how can you not see the glory and beauty of God who created it? The purpose of creation is to glorify the creator. So the next time you make a good dinner and you look at your dish and how beautiful it is, Allow it to point back to the beauty of the Father. The next time you get to watch a sunset, the next time you get to squish your toes in the sand at the beach, allow the beauty of that moment to point back to the beauty of the Father. The next time you see just exquisite artwork, or even the next time you laugh really, really hard, allow all of that beauty to point to the source of beauty itself. And how special that the source of beauty is so generous with his beauty that we get to partake in it, that we get to taste and see the goodness of the Lord 
in every encounter in our everyday life. Embrace the beauty. Allow it to literally move you. Like I'm sick of a Christian church that's afraid to cry. Let's just like sob all the time with how beautiful this life is and how blessed we are. Our whole life is just molded to be captivated by the beautiful. The gospel message is the most beautiful. The beautiful is the liberating truth of Jesus Christ, the living reality and hope that we receive from the cross. Beauty is the witness of joy of children. Beauty is a really well-done cartwheel. Beauty is a super cool braid. Beauty is singing randomly a little bit off-key, but knowing that you really wanted to sing. Beauty is not being perfect, but beauty is being you. There's something so free about the interior, beautiful, holy life of all the saints. Something that's captivating. That beauty is just the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit lives in each of us. We are made to house the beauty. We are made to share the beauty. We are made to be the beauty. At our core, who are we? beautiful. My friends, you are so lovely. I pray this talk wasn't received as if I was talking to an eight-year-old girl to remind her that she doesn't have to be insecure and she's beautiful, though that message always applies. But have you ever allowed the Father to just gaze on you and declare you good and beautiful in His I wish I made more space for that because that's what our hearts really yearn for. My friends, you are made for greatness, glory, and sainthood. You are unconditionally beloved. I know I'll talk more about beauty soon, but in the meantime, just continue to embrace your own. And we'll do this again super soon. Bye.